21 years of Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. And of those 21 years, Tony Stewart, Smoke, he's been joining Statman, Crash Gladys, and yours truly, Kenny Sargent. Always something to say. It's been a couple of years since he joined us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. It's been a crazy 14 months for this guy. Of course, he's a three-time NASCAR champion, multi-team owner in NASCAR with Stuart Haas Racing. And then, of course, his engagement to top fuel pilot, Leah Pruitt. Been pretty crazy, hasn't it, Smoke? Oh, it's been asinine. So last year when Leah and I met and when I came out to Havasu with her, we were, we you know, by the time everybody figured out, well, we still got work to do and this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to do this Zoom thing, whatever Zoom is. Like literally, I would be in here in the living room and the door is probably... 12 to 15 feet away it goes outside and there's a couch under a awning or a, i don't know what the hell it is but anyway i'd be doing a zoom call here and she'd be doing a zoom call over there at the same time and we'd do it for <laughs> two three hours at a time and then by lunch you know because we're on west coast time or mountain time by lunch we're done for the day and we're off doing whatever we're doing and nobody knew where we were at everybody everybody that i would do stuff with they're like where are you at i'm like oh i'm at a friend's house <laughs> where at um Arizona? On the river? <laughs> How did you keep it on the download? It just arning and Listen, that is? She, she tells everybody, I think she has the best line that's, that summarizes everything about it, that we won the hide and seek contest during COVID. Yes, you so, did. That's a good but we, we just, I mean, literally, we never did anything. We, you know, Lake Havasu's 50,000 people and, and they're, they're, it's a big car guy city and, mm-hmm. and, but Nobody cares. I mean, it's like being it's like being at an island without being at an island. They're all laid back and but I mean when we would go somewhere, it was like, man, we'd sneak around and try to get tables in the back of restaurants and this and that and <laughs> worked out. So you wow. had you been to Lake Havasu before? Because you know what it's known for, debauchery and partying and vomit. Yeah, that's and- right up my alley, bud. Yeah. I mean I'm vomit. Like, Did you say vomit, Kenny? Yes. You vomit <laughs> when you go to Lake Havasu. Yeah, there's a lot. I've seen a lot of that happen here too. Unfortunately, it's normally people that are a lot younger than us that are still trying to figure out the uh, cocktail of how much I can drink without puking my guts out. So, but so you has, could say normally, right? Yeah, we, we act Lake, a little bit more responsible than that. Has Lake Havasu become the new romantic Riviera? It is for us. I mean, we're we're. Uh, getting married at the end of the year we're building a house here so uh this is honestly the time of year that i do not like being out here though because it's it was i think 113 114 yesterday and that's actually believe it or not it's getting to the hot side but it's not it's not intolerable when it gets in the 120s out here i'm going anywhere but here because it's it's literally like standing in front of a hairdryer breathing the air that's coming out of a hairdryer open up the oven yeah. yeah, that's exactly. If you truly want to know what it feels like to breathe 120 degree air, that's what you do. Tony Stewart joining us on a Sunday night, three-time NASCAR champion, inaugural SRX racing champion. Well, Tony still thinks of us as a California show. So, Tony, <laughs> Kenny and I are now in Phoenix, and this this is our, yeah, we're in that 120 degree summertime now. We love racing schedules to get us the hell out of here. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I still like this time of year to be back in the Midwest, but mm-hmm. uh, Leah's racing schedules got her out. Uh, on a West Coast swing, so we get to come back here for a little bit, which makes her happy. And I'm learning the rules of engagement and marriages. Of if she's happy, it makes <laughs> me a lot happier. 
So yes, I have a lot better chance of success if she's happy. So. I think Danica Patrick taught us all the phrase many, many years ago, happy wife, happy life. Yes. And how's Kenny? that working? How's that working out for? Her? Oh, <laughs> wait, I didn't mean to go there. Just saying. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just trying to make sure I want to make sure that if you're giving me a quote from her, that supposedly is going to work, that it's actually working. So, okay. Copy that. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. I I'm, I'm with her on this. I mean, and I, I turned 50 in May and this, this is the first time that I'll, if I make it to the wedding day, this will be my first marriage. And, uh, but I can, I can tell you honestly that, that Leah was worth the wait. So uh, I would say the same for Danica that, you know, you, you get in those scenarios and you get in those relationships and you learn from them. And uh, you know, eventually that, that right scenario will come around and she will say the same thing that I did. She'll say it was worth the wait. So the, the best part is that you don't get committed to something that's not working. And, and that's something that Danica is pretty smart and, and what she's done in motorsports and everything else, she's smart enough to know that if something's not working, that you got to make a change. So uh, I, I'd say she's she's doing the right thing. It goes back to those cocktails you were talking about in Lake Havasu, in which when you're younger, you just you're just trying to find what you can drink the most of and still have a fun night. And then yeah, that's just relationships. That's racing. That's everything. When you're young, you make bad decisions. You fail forward, learn from them, and then make it better in the next decade. And some of us are really good at step. And repeat. So I made a, I've made, almost made a career out of that, but, uh, but I have learned the equation of the cocktail out here. So I'm, I'm very much, uh, I, I love our Bush beer, but, uh, I also like my tequila as well. And, uh, there's, there's been plenty of people here that said I had a really good time at places that I don't remember being at. <laughs> so Tony, there's not a lot of racing in Lake Havasu. How are you going to keep track of all the racing projects you have going on if your method of operation, your headquarters in, is in Arizona? Well, we're, we're split in time here, but, but Havasu actually does have a racetrack here, which I haven't, I've been to the track, but I haven't seen in, any races on it yet. But they do have a small paved track at the edge of town, which is, uh, which is kind of exciting. Unfortunately, the races that I want to go to are also on weekends that we have big events, whether it's Leah's races in NHRA or whether it's uh, my sprint car races or our cup races. So I haven't been to, to a race here yet, but it's, you know, I think we all learned last year during COVID how to, how to operate in a totally different way than what we did before. And so much has been done with streaming. Uh, my, my all-star series, Eldora Speedway, we stream on Flow Sports. So no matter where I'm at, I'm connected to what's going on and can see what's going on and be a part of it uh, without necessarily having to be there. But we're not just in Havasu. I mean, half of the year we're in Havasu, half of the year we're, we're still in Indiana and close to my, uh, you know, I'm three hours away or two and a half hours away from Eldora Speedway when I'm home, um, an hour away from my race shop in Brownsburg. Leah's shop is literally uh, probably a half a mile from my shop as the crow flies in Brownsburg. So, uh, you know, we're, we're still, I would say, based in Indiana, but we're trying to split and, and spend as much time out west as we can as well. Do you still have your airplane that you could fly from place to place? Unfortunately, yes. That thing is a <laughs> that thing. As soon as you fire it up, you look out the exhaust and it just shoots dollar bills out the back. But it, it is very essential for us to do everything that we do. And, and, and you guys know because you've been in motorsports for so long, you know, the demands on on everyone's time. My schedule before I met Leah was asinine and crazy. Her schedule was equally asinine and equally as crazy. And now you put the two of us together and our schedule is 
nuts. I mean, it, it, there's no way that we could do all the stuff that we're doing without having the airplane, but uh, that's also what helps give us the opportunity to take care of our sponsors and our partners and our teams and do the things that, that are necessary to make those teams operate. Smoke, you missed the opportunity to help us celebrate 20 years of Speed Freaks last year. We celebrated our 21st this year. You celebrated your 50th. Let's uh, let's go back 16 years ago with Smoke oh, and the no, Freak no, Nation. Freak Fave, he's going to be the fifth freak for the next 30 minutes. Tony Stewart, welcome, T.S. Thanks, guys. We had to get you out of bed a little early, and it's about what, about... We had to get you out of bed a little early to come in here today, didn't we? Yeah, get me up on my day off here. I mean, come on. Why you got to do this to me? And then you bring me out here in sweltering heat. It's about 140 degrees out here already. You'd think I'd be used to this. Look, Freak Nation can change a lot of things, but when you're dealing with the cat upstairs, we can't do yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So we'll just you know, deal NASCAR with it. NASCAR can deal with the guy upstairs better than we can. Yeah, they got him paid off, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the only ones oh. Gonna... <laughs> Where was that at? Uh, can I just use one phrase for the kids? Oh, right. For the Sedalia. kids. <laughs> yes, for the kids. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Somehow I don't remember much about that. And I think there was a similar reason to what happens in Havasu every week. So was that, yes. was, have you was been, that, that have was you, surrounding a golf tournament, if I remember mm-hmm, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, a, I, I and a go, at a golf cart race. Don't, don't ever forget that. A golf cart race. I can promise you, no matter how the outcome of the golf cart race came, you know, whatever the outcome was, it was much better than my golf game was that day. So. <laughs> you, Gary Selzy, I think Clint Boyer. Yeah. Danny Lasoski. Yeah, Danny Lasoski. There's absolutely, you, you put all those names in the same hat. There is absolutely no positive outcome that's going to come out of that. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge was there. He ran off of the golf course and found a, a forklift in some neighborhood where they were building houses. It just started to drive that thing around in the neighborhood, Tony. That that was debauchery for 12 hours that one day, buddy. Well, the, let's just go back to the first part of what you just said there. You're speaking about Bubba the Love Sponge running. That's just almost <laughs> physically impossible. The laws of physics don't make that realistic in the first place. Now, getting on the forklift, have you seen him drive anything? He's right. he, he's great behind a mic, but he's not a very good driver. So to imagine a him trying to run, b trying to drive a forklift, those are two things that should never ever come up again. <laughs> you guys miss me, don't you? Yes, very much. We do, man. It's it, it's been a couple of years, bud. Yeah, we miss you guys too, man. I I, I can honestly say over the course of my career, and and once I got to a whether you want to call it a semi or professional full-time professional level, this, the, you guys are the one group that I've probably had the most fun working with uh, the entire time. Oh, that's kind. Why, why is that Tony? Because that does mean a lot to us. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the message that we've tried to convey to people that asked, why are you doing this? How do you get the drivers to talk like this? Because we're not talking, we're not talking about the same stuff that every reporter that writes for a newspaper or, that's uh, doing the local news at six o'clock each night or 11 o'clock news each night. We're not talking about the same things. We haven't talked about one race car yet, but yet here we are as a race car driver. We've been on for roughly what, 10, 15 minutes now. And we haven't said one thing about driving a race car, owning a race car, owning a racetrack. Now it's come into the conversations, 
but that's not been the basis of the conversations. And I think that's what makes your show so much different. Everybody, there's so many outlets to talk about motorsports and Mm -hmm. racing that everybody already knows what we do. They know what we drive. They know we won the SRX championship last weekend in Nashville. They know Eric Amaral and Stuart Haas racing won at Loud, New Hampshire. So the story's already been told, but talking about Havasu, talking about a golf tournament that I chemically don't remember anymore because of liquids that went down my throat and altered my mindset. Uh, those are topics that don't get spoke about. So it, it's what you guys do is fill in the gaps to the fans that people really, I feel like in this era really enjoy. And that's, they already know what happens on the racetrack and what our reactions are and what we think about it. But it's, it's all the stories of what, this group of all, all four of us, what we've done away from the racetracks and the conversations we've had outside of motorsports, but it's, but we're all tied together because of motorsports. So I think that's what makes us so fun for all of us. You call him smoke. He's Tony Stewart joining us on a Sunday night, Lucas oil studios and smoke. Do you think social media is good for that or bad for that? Cause sometimes we'll see drivers just go nutso on social media and get a bunch of personal fun stuff out there. And then they backtrack and then they're like, Nope, that's too much. I, I think it's a balancing act. Um, and, and honestly, I, Leah's the responsible adult in our relationship and she's great. If you follow her social media, uh, she is a one man band. I mean, she does, she does everything. And, and I, when I say that, I mean, I'm talking about everything she does in drag racing from does her social media, does her sponsorship deals, um, uh, manages her schedule, books her appearances, does all of that herself. And that is something that I couldn't do, but especially the social media side, because of her, my social media got better. We learned how to do things better. Um, it, and it forced me, I mean, we, we have a partnership with a, with an RV manufacturer with Thor Industries and he was complimenting her social media. And basically what, by the third time that he complimented her, uh, in a text message to me, what he was ultimately trying to tell me is how bad my social media was. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, it, when I finally, the third time when the baseball bat hit me upside the head and I finally realized what he was actually trying to tell me, um, you know, we made changes and, and, and I think social media is a huge platform, but mm-hmm. it is very, it's, it is very much a balancing act and, and it, it very much can, can, for lack of better terms, it can kill you as much as it can heal you. Um, the fans and the public love the content, but they are also the very first ones that if you step over the line, they're the very first ones to jump on top of it and knock you down. So uh, I love it. I, I try to take, I'm not going to say a conservative approach on it, but I only show people what I want people to see. I, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to show them everything that I do in my life. I think there's a lot of things. And I, and like I said, I, I've learned a lot of this from Leah, uh, her being the responsible one. There's things about our life that we don't want everybody to see and that we don't want them all to know. But there's things about our life and things that we're passionate about. Leah's got me into wake surfing and we love that. And we have a partnership with Pro Wake and Pro Wake Motor, uh, Water Sports in Indiana because of it. Uh, the things that we do together, we like being able to show the fans that and, and show them a side of us that they don't see at the racetrack. And I think that that's like we mentioned about your show. That's the things that we like. And I think the fans really enjoy is seeing different aspects that they can't see just in a typical interview on a race weekend. Tony has the explosion of social media changed the fundamental core of who Tony Stewart is 
uh, by keeping something separate where you used to be a lot more open with your fans? Oh, I, honestly, I think it's the other way around. I, I mean, I feel like we're more open with the fans than, than we've ever had the opportunity to be because, because of social media. You know, we never really had, you know, I think for race fans to get a chance to see us, I mean, it was just like you mentioned at Sedalia, Missouri at a golf tournament. I mean, there were a lot of people that paid a lot of money to support a charity and that got to be out on a golf course, golf course with us and at uh, silent auctions and live auctions at the end of the day. And that's where people get to see you away from the racetrack. And that was really, that was almost the only type of outlets that you had for people to see you away from the racetrack, other than if they just happen to be at the right spot at the right time, where I think social media has given us all the opportunity to really be able to control what they see, but also give them more access to what we do in our lives. But like I said, it's one thing, I think it's a lot better scenario when you have the opportunity to to control what content's going out there versus uh, just being a free for all. But I, I think it's, I think it's actually worked in a lot of our favors to where, uh, like I mentioned, we, we can show a lot more of what we're doing with our lives. And I think we all feel a lot more comfortable because we have control of what that content is that's mm. going out these days. So let me ask you the follow-up to that. Do you like it that you're able to bypass traditional media in order to control the narrative about Tony Stewart? Well, I don't think we necessarily look at it that we're controlling it. And I, and I really don't feel like we're bypassing traditional media. Um, I feel like we still try to do the same amount. I think, I think COVID's kind of changed some of that as far as how much access we've had to, to traditional media, but I feel like the social media side is just added to it. I mean, we still, we still have our media requests that we do and, and our appearances that we do. I feel like that's that is still I feel like there's still a portion of our fans that still thrive on that traditional media. But I also feel like it's really important for the new generation of fan. And and some of the old school fans are learning how. I mean, my mom's learning how to get on Instagram now. My mom's in her 70s. So it's like to think my mom's looking at stuff on Instagram. I'm like, Leah, you better not wear too small of a bikini on the lake today because my mom will see this. And the next thing I'm going to get a phone call like, how can you let her do, which I'm joking. My mom would never do that. My mom love. my mom at this point loves Leah more than me. So if, we, yeah. if for some reason this relationship doesn't work out, I'm going to have to look for a new mother. But, um, but I, I think the social media side, I think it's really added. I don't, I don't feel like it's necessarily taken away from traditional media. I just feel like it's been a good avenue to um, really show things and show different angles that traditional media don't necessarily cover. But I, I will say this because I did. I'm not sure I answered it in your first part of the question. It has not changed who I am and how I act. Yeah. Um, I still do all the same stupid stuff I've always done. I just get to show some of it if I want to show some of it, and the rest of it shows up in interviews after you've been on a golf course for hours. <laughs> Fourth Freak, Tony Stewart, joining us in the Lucas Oil Studios on a Sunday night here with Speed Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly with Smoke. And Smoke, do you applaud the bad boy image that Paul Tracy took in the SRX series? Are you kidding me? He's the first driver I'm inviting back next year for the <laughs> SRX series. He has been money for it. Yeah. But, but again, this is the same scenario just like what we were talking about. I mean, I had never met Paul. And we... We connected on Instagram, started talking, um, got talking about SRX. I mean, we'd already sent the invitation out to him. 
uh, but I had never met him and I didn't get a chance to officially meet him until we got to Stafford. And I was so excited to finally get a chance to A, meet Paul Tracy, B, get a chance to race against Paul Tracy. And what we saw for six weeks on the racetrack was a lot of excitement out of Paul, but I also got to spend a ton of time still at the racetrack, but in the trailers that they had for us to, to get away during the afternoon when we weren't running the cars and when, when we weren't in the pit, but to get a chance to spend time with him and his fiance, Paul's a cool guy, super cool guy to hang around with and super talented race car driver. Now he's theatrical, he's controversial, but that's who Paul Tracy is. And that's, that's what we want for the series. I mean, I told everybody you couldn't have asked for a better SRX season. We had great TV ratings. We had sellout crowds. We had great racing on and off the racetrack. We got to cap off the season with a NASCAR Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer and his son, Chase Elliott, getting to run to see a father and son get to race each other like that at a stage like that. There were so many cool things, but you also had heroes. You had controversy. You had villains. And and everybody goes, well, why do you like Paul Tracy? I'm like, Tell me the last time you bought a comic book that had just a hero in it, that, that didn't have a villain. They don't exist. You have to have, for, for a comic book to be successful, you have to have a hero and you have to have a villain. And that's that's what we got. I mean, we didn't know that's what we were going to get. We thought that Paul would create some fireworks on the racetrack. Had no idea he was going to play this role. But but Paul's the kind of guy that he embraced that. I mean, he, he played into that coming to to driver introductions at, at IRP, which I don't know if they even showed it on the broadcast, but they actually, Paul actually got organized them to bring him out in a police car in handcuffs uh, after, after the crash at, uh, at Eldora that got Bobby Labonte and Bill Elliott. So to play that up. And then at Nashville, he goes, Hey, well, make sure you listen when, when they announced me that I'm like, what now, what did you do? <laughs> goes, I told the announcer to make sure and say, you know, when, when he, when he announced me to, to call me Kyle Bush, I'm, I mean, Paul Tracy. So Paul <laughs> loves that. Paul understands the entertainment side of it. And, um, but Paul's a hell of a race car driver, yeah. but the, the, the thing that people don't see is the stuff like we talked about that are behind the scenes. I mean, he is a cool guy to hang out with a lot of fun, very, very smart about motorsports and the whole motorsports industry, but man, he, he loves racing and, uh, you know, he had a blast for six weeks. So he, like I said, he is, I can promise you, he is the first guy I am inviting back for sure next year before I invite myself back next year. Tony Stewart joining us on a Sunday night. That's one thing I really liked about the SRX series is the behind the scenes that maybe people didn't get to see. You inviting Marco onto your boat, taking time to really get to know these guys behind the cockpit. You spent some good time doing that with each and every driver up and down that grid. And Marco and I've been friends well before SRX. So, I mean, that wasn't anything new for us. But, you know, I, I, I think one of the aspects that I really didn't didn't even think about. I mean, I was super excited about racing with Willie T. Ribs and racing with Paul Tracy and Castro Neves. Tony Kanaan, if you can't have fun hanging around right. Tony Kanaan, you, you need to go see a doctor because your life basically sucks if you can't have fun <laughs> hanging around with him. But to be around those guys and be around Bobby Labonte and Bill Elliott again and Michael Walter, I, I was excited about that. What I didn't realize that I was going to enjoy so much was meeting Ernie Francis Jr. Yes. And getting a chance. I'd met Haley Deegan before, but getting a chance to race with Haley. Uh, but then Doug Kobe. Um, uh, our star at, uh, that Luke we had Fenhouse. at Luke Fenhouse, Fenhouse at, at, at Slinger. I had so much fun. That's the most composed 17 year old I've ever met in my life. 
Doug Kobe, such a talent. Uh, Luke, such a talent. I That was probably meeting those two guys and racing with those two guys. Uh, obviously, Bobby Santos. Um, uh, God, I'm trying to think who else we got to run with. Uh, but those young guys that were the young guns that came in, that was truly the mo- the best part of it to me during the race weekends, being able to hang out with Luke and talk to him in the trailer one-on-one to get to know Ernie Francis, to get to uh, know Doug Kobe and meet him. You know, I, I read the racing papers every week and you read about these guys, but to get a chance to meet them and spend time with them and really kind of hear where their head's at and, and they're young guys. And, and you sit there and you talk to them and I'm, and I'm, I would sit there and smile and they're like, what are you smiling about? I'm like, I remember when I was saying the same things that you guys are saying. So for me, that was really cool to get to meet these guys and girls and, and get a chance to race with them because, you know, my, my era is kind of at the, I'm at the end of my, toward the end of my career. They're just at the start of their career. So to have an opportunity to bring guys like that in and, and get a chance to race with them, that was super cool to me. Um, on top of meeting guys like Paul and Willie and getting a chance to race with them, race with them as well. Here in the garage area here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and as you can see behind me, it's pretty freaking empty. But when Tony Stewart rolls in town and the Sarge cracks out the Speed Freak's freaking thong, it's going to come alive. <laughs> right there, Stewart? Yeah, whatever you say. Crash Gladys and lug nuts with the thong here in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's dangerous, huh? Yeah, Crash has been borrowing your thongs. That ain't right. I don't set the rules I, or make the rules. I just enforce them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, brings, so now I get to do the interviewing. Are you still wearing thongs? <laughs> not Crash. I'm not asking Crash. I knew I, I, I'm, this is a Kenny question. I mean, are you still wearing her thongs around? No. Smoke, when I hit 45, I went, uh, I went straight to boxers, buddy. You, just, you need to let things air out, don't you? Unfortunately, I'm... I, when I got to 45, I also started realizing you have to start airing things out. Too, so. Whether it be, whether it be side by sides in the desert and you're sending it and airing it out over jumps or whatever, there's just things that have to get more air. So I'm sure crash is excited too, because I'm sure after you wear them, they just don't fit the same as they used nah. to when, when crash gets a hold of them. They so. don't. It, yeah, it, I'm not in this gross. conversation. I know the last person gross. you want to see in a thong is me. Yeah. I love you so much. I purposely left you out of this part because I, 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 I mean, you can only torment so many people so many times now. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Hey, when but you then, had Smoke23.com, you sold Smoke thongs. I had them. We did. Yes. We yeah. did. And, and we we did because it was kind of a joke. But I mean, after. You know, that was still back in the day, kind of before cell phone cameras and all that came out. And we used to be able to have a lot more fun without having to worry about getting in trouble. But we had (laughs) we literally had female race fans that would bring them to the racetrack and have you sign them. And I'm like, why am I signing these? I could sell these. So we we literally did that for a little while and and had fun with it. (laughs) The scary thought is, I wonder how many of those still are floating around somewhere. That's the question that I'm not sure. Well, at least one. Yeah, I've, I've still got my smoke thong. I'll find it for a picture. <laughs> not in it, not in it. <laughs> oh, wait, listen, not I'm sticking to the first it. answer. This we can't take that one back. No, so, not in this it. is going to be great. <laughs> well, what do you do? You put it on Snapchat. That way it goes away and it never comes around again. So. Yeah, says a lot of people who've been sued and their Burnt Snapchats have it. come back to haunt them. Yeah, that's, yes. that's, the one, that's the one channel that I have 
stayed away from because there's just mm-hmm. there's no good that can come mm-hmm. out of that, I feel like. Tony Stewart here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios and Smoke. There's a picture of you looking down at the car seat we brought into Texas Motor Speedway with our four-month-old daughter. And you said, oh, I God, am never good. having one of those. <laughs> you well, guess, you, guess you what? I'm, I'm getting ready to get overruled in that category. I have a feeling. <laughs> There's a headline. There, wow. yeah. Well, Kenny, well, how old were uh, you? Well, not, immediate, not immediate. I, it is a headline, but it's not an immediate headline. There it is. Uh, that, that ball has not been put in motion yet. Uh, the, the FedEx guy just delivered something that I'm sure is going to be expensive. No, yeah, that's the, the baby. That's the baby, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> then it's definitely going to, if he left it out in, the, in 113 degrees in the sun, I'm going to be really pissed off. Right. So. <laughs> Kenny, you Buddy, were, wait, when we what? had Henley, you were 51, 52? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so bro. It's possible. I, I got the, the biggest thing that I'm freaked out about on the baby side is I'm going to be that, and, and you're in the same boat here, but you're just going to be earlier than me. I'm going to be that guy at my kid's high school graduation. Whenever this happens, however many years down the road this happens, I'm going to be the guy at the graduation that the other kids that haven't met me go, oh, your grandfather came. That's so sweet. And tell these little rat bastards they can kiss my ass. Get your diploma and get out. So I'm changing Henley's diaper when she's two or three months old and the guy in the bathroom says, isn't it great that you can return your... Your granddaughter to her, her mom. I said, this is my daughter, you happy bastard. Oh, Settle that's down. That's when you Jack. throw the diaper in his face. Exactly. So I, yeah. I am trying to uphold a Stuart tradition right now. My father did not change one single diaper between oh, myself and my sister. And Leah and I have had this debate. And I said, I am not doing this. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just not doing it. But then I'm listening to her in conversations with other women. And she and the the phrase that always catches my ear the most when they're talking about kids is Leah goes, you have to do that. That's the one that scares me the most right now. So it's 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 like I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a feeling I'm going to get roped into a lot more than what I really want to do. But let's go back to the car seat. When that happened, I sat there. I felt bad for crash because I'm like, she is stuck with him. He is reproduced. And created this, whatever this is going to be. The Kenny side is, is instilled in this child, and this poor child is going to have a very, very tough life with this background. I mean, think about this. Her dad, for years, wore thongs. So I mean, you already see the challenges that are in place here in the uphill battle this kid's going to have to go through. Will you, cut the umbil- will you cut the umbilical cord of your, your baby? Absolutely not. So well, exactly I, what Kenny said. Kenny, that's what you said too. And then you did. Wait, I'm, oh, I have a, listen, I, you know me, I'm a thinker. I'm a planner. I strategize about things. I have a plan. I've got a small cooler. I will be in the lobby watching sports center. I'll have beverages. I'll have snacks. And after that kid comes out, they can cut the cord. They can run it through the little car wash thing, clean it off, polish it up. When it's done, I'll come in, spend as much time as we can. But I am not going to be in there before that, or they will have to have two beds because I'll pass out on the floor. Yeah, that's, I can't yeah. even get I can't even get blood drawn without almost fainting every time. So how, oh. I don't know how I could be in that room. There's no way. And then she's like, "Well, there's no big deal. They put a sheet up. Well, that's great." You're on the same side of the sheet that I'm going to be on. Mm-hmm. You're going to blame me for all the pain that you're having. You're going to want me to hold your hand 
Leah used to be a boxer in her teens that people <laughs> don't really realize. I'm going to get hit. I'm going to get my hand broke. It's going to get crushed. There's no good being in that room for me watching my spouse be in that much pain. So I'll be in the lobby. Whatever happened last night on the ball games, I'll get the recap. I'm sure they'll have some nice waiting room music I can listen to, have my beverages, have my snacks. That's what mothers and mother-in-laws and best friends are for. They can go in and, and do that stuff. I'll be out where it's safe and sound and I can ensure that I will be fine. I can't wait to replay this. Few years yeah, down you'll the road. be the see. you'll be the first one in the room telling the doctor where to go and how to get there you and why. Lost your mind if you think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, let's start the betting right now. I think we should. Okay. I think we Good. should lock in on the bet right now, and then we can play this back. And then I want to. I'm going to get paid on this. I will not be in that room. Crap! I we bet have money you will be in the room, Tony. I was as strong as you were about not being mm-hmm. a part of it, man, but. It's remarkable, Broham, watching – well, don't be, don't be the catcher. Be up top. No. You, you don't, you don't. <laughs> Listen, I don't even want to be – I don't even want to be the guy in the dugout giving the signs to you and sitting there talking about what we're doing next year. Uh-uh. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm telling yeah. you, my, the best place for me is to be out in the lobby. I, it's, it's just being in that room is not for everybody. And, and I hate true. to say it, I feel like a weak – man and a weak spouse or potential spouse at this point. But I feel like a weak partner not being in there, but I know my role and I know my capabilities. This is like sitting there driving a race car and holding it wide open, going in the corner, knowing damn well, you're going to crash if you go in there wide open. That's what's <laughs> going to happen if I go in that room. I Smart. I will be out like a light. And they'll be tripping over me trying to catch the kid. And if the kid falls on the floor because the doctor tripped, then it's going to be my fault again. So see, there's just none of this makes sense. None of this is adding up for me to be there. Yeah, just in the middle of the contraction in the labor room, when she looks up at you and grabs you by the throat and says, "You'll Listen, never do this to me again." Throat. I just yeah. hope it's my throat she grabs. The way you held your hand is very realistic on what's going to get held and what's going to get grabbed yeah. and squeezed at that yeah. point. Now she'll, you realize. She'll... See, this is this is just proving my point of why the lobby is a safe place. So. And she'll, when she screams, you'll never do this to me again. You won't have any time to think about if you're in the lobby. Then maybe that's a smart move. I won't even have to worry about doing it again. She will have everything she needs to keep that from happening in her hand at that time. So it's, <laughs> I'm not going to have, I'm not gonna have yes. control at that, at that point. So. Smoke, if you are not in the birthing room when Leah has her first baby, uh, I will be surprised. I bet you that you will. If I lose, I will wear a smoke thong. Deal? If- smoke thong to dinner. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. At St. Elmo's. Right. At St. Elmo's, yes. Okay. Uh, if I win, uh, you're inviting me, Crash, Stat, to your abode in Lake Havasu to throw down and vomit on a large boat. I don't have a large boat there, but yes, that's, that is a deal. I am, Wait, we are faking on this there. right now. Try, you're a lefty. You? We're all, it doesn't matter. We're, we're all crossed <laughs> up anyway. It doesn't matter what hand we got. We've already covered that part. Yes, that is a deal. So all right. if, I, if I stick to my plan in the lobby with my cooler drinks and snacks and come out after the car wash is done, 
you're wearing a smoke thong to St. Elmo's. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world because we're going to have social media. We're going to have traditional media. This is going to be nationwide coverage of this. Uh Yeah. We're going to do it on Indy 500 weekend too, Kenny. So it's oh gonna my be, god, yeah. that's going to be amazing! Oh wow, wow, what? Wow! Look at Kenny. We're going to do Indy 500. And for people that haven't been to St. Elmo's, it's a very classy, uh, awesome restaurant in downtown Indianapolis. But they do a very good job of keeping the lights really low. I am going to bring every portable light you can possibly imagine while you walk through there to where everybody goes, "What in the hell is going on here?" Oh god! To see this wow. spectacle. Wow. Wow. Listen, wow. I knew, they, I knew they're going to think on Sunday of the 500, it's the greatest spectacle in racing. And we're going to trump that with the greatest spectacle in racing the night before any walking through St. Elmo's. It'll take. be a full moon. Well. S- smoke. <laughs> smoke. Listen to me, man. I've, I've known Leah for almost 20 freaking years and I I've got an in with Leah that uh, maybe I'll help her oh. persuade you that you need listen. to be in. What? Like I said, I'm a planner. I'm a thinker. I'm. All, I already know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. I've already thought about this. There is a point in this equation where she is on a bed, and she's not getting up and walking out in the lobby to say, "Get your ass in here." <laughs> she's there, and that's where she's going to be till it's done. I have a strategy. I've thought about this. I have friends in the medical industry. Mm. I have a plan. You're going to look great in your thong. I suggest you start doing some workouts to tighten your cheeks up a little bit mm-hmm. there so you look good in it. I don't want you looking flabby. I don't want you looking sloppy. It's advertising. Represent well. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. If that if that happens, you got to be at the table waiting on me to eat. Oh, I'm going to eat with you. Okay. I'm not ashamed of you. Man, how do we end perfect, this? Perfect. Perfect. Wow. How do we end this? <laughs> this, this never ends, bud. This uh-huh. never ends. Take it to Twitter. Oh my God. <laughs> it's for the kids. For the kids. It's for the kids, bud. It's for the kids. I'm going to go to uh, have lunch here, and Leah's going to go, Why are you getting a shot? I said, It's for the kids. <laughs> yes, always, always. <laughs> have fun. I, I'm All still right, suffering from that crown royal that was drank on that court. There were cases of oh, crown, Tony. Just stop it. What's in our bar? What's in our bar right over here? It's, it's crown. Across, it's a bunch of crown. You're not suffering. I'm trying to look over on our very small bar here in Havasu, and it's yeah. Well, now we have Tony's tea with uh, Dixie right. vodka. Bastard, dude! I gotta try some of that. Where, is, it is that available everywhere? nationwide? It's, it's just getting ready to come out, so yeah. it's it's uh, iced tea, lemonade, and vodka, Ooh. prepackaged, Ooh. and it is the great thing about it is you can sit there. You know, like I love I love my beer but I can't drink beer all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you just, you feel bad after a while. Especially not in Arizona when it's this hot. And it's this just... is perfect yeah. for Arizona. Okay. So you will love it. It's, you can mm. sit there and sip on them all day long and, and be happy as a clam. Who's uh, manufacturing and distributing that? Dixie Vodka. Oh, Dixie. Right. All right, cool. Well, look at ass. All right. So it's about to come out. We should, uh, we should hit that up then. Yeah, well, as soon as uh, well, you'll know. We have social yeah. media and stuff. As soon as yeah. it's out, out, everybody's going to know because I'll I'll be guiding people in their respective areas where they can purchase it. But I I never was a big vodka guy, and it's I have cases of it now. It's it's mm-hmm. they went through their first uh, round of I don't know, for lack of better terms bottling I guess or packaging. So I got a bunch of it sent to the house, and and it is perfect for being on the boat. Bam. All right, so, good. Taking it to the racetrack when it's hot, on the boat when it's hot. Uh, on a beach. On... Yeah. 
at the there, slopes. There's a lot of beverages that in the winter taste good, but in the summer they don't. This is one that is going to taste good all year round. So Your I'm birthing gonna, drink yeah. of choice, Tony's tea. It will be in my cooler out in the lobby. So. All right, brother. Later. All right, guys. We appreciate it. All Take right. care.